or what will it be for me to become a priest? Like, can I do this for the rest of my life? Or mm -hmm. can I be that priest that comes and celebrates the, the masses? So that was the first thought, like, maybe I can be a priest. And then that thought never left me, so I was just chewing on it and talking, well, not talking, but like thinking over and over. And then uh, I became an altar server, so I could, you know, serve in the, during the masses and talk to the priests and kind of learn more about what the priesthood was. And also asking my mom, asking my family, like, you know, what was the, you know, the context of what a priest is. And so I was pretty much those those early years of my life, learning more about it. And the more I learned, the more I felt uh, compelled to do it. Mm -hmm. So when I was in middle school, finishing up middle school, that's when I was like, I need to try this out because it's, it is really in my heart. And I, I want to see if this is for me. This is the yeah. calling that guy is giving me. So, so yeah, I, I went to the high school seminary in Aguascalientes, Mexico. And um, and then that that was kind of the start of my 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 pursuit for the priesthood. Mm. And how did it come about that you uh, came to the Dallas Diocese, being from Mexico? Yeah, that's a, that's a also you know it's another story. Of, it's, it's, a, it's a part of it's a part of the long story, the longer yeah. story. Uh, so yes, my my dad uh, he came to the states like early eighties in the nineteen eighties, and then he brought one of my older brothers, and then the next one because I am the youngest of eight. And so he brought all the family to Dallas. And so at that point, everybody came, even my parents, when I was in the high school seminary in Aguascalientes, everybody was in Dallas already. So I am like, what do I do now? I mean, because my calling, I felt my calling to become a priest. And I, and I thought that my calling was to be a priest of the diocese of Aguascalientes. Mm -hmm. That's, that was what I was thinking back then. And once my, fa my whole family moves, immigrates to Dallas and settles down in Dallas, then I'm like, well, I guess I, I gotta go where, where my family is. Yeah. Otherwise I will be just by myself here in Mexico. So that's the reason why I moved to the States and continue with my priestly studies here in the States. And you went to a Holy Trinity seminary, did you? Actually, I went to Conception Seminary College in Missouri. Okay. Uh, it's run by the Benedictine monks. Yeah. And I learned English. I was studying English one year at the seminary there. And then after that, I did the college seminary in the same place at Conception. Mm. Well, being uh, from Mexico probably explains why you have, I, I, I trust, a very great devotion to Our Lady of Guadalupe. Mm -hmm. And um, I tell, tell us about the inspiration for this St. Cecilia Guadalupe religious uh, procession that is coming up here, uh, not, not, not too far from now, December 11th in the Bishop's Arts District. So uh, how, how, did, how did this all come about? Well, uh, I have been at St. Cecilia Catholic Church for one year and a half almost. And, um, you know, it's a very Hispanic parish, St. Cecilia. Most of our parishioners only speak Spanish. And so it's, uh, you know, very Latino, Hispanic community. And so Bishop Arts and Oak Cliff and the, the whole neighborhood have always been, you know, Latino and, you know, the, the Latinos usually are very devoted and very religious to Our Lady Guadalupe and to, to the Catholic Church, right? And so Bishop Arts has become one of the most popular hotspots in Dallas. Like every tourist that comes to Dallas goes to Bishop Arts. So it's a very touristic place and San Cecilia is right next to it. So, 
being there and you know learning about the community, learning about the the neighborhood. Um, a parishioner from the parish from San Cecilia and myself. One time we were talking about it that in Bishop Arts, which is an attraction to to most people and a popular place, uh, doesn't have like anything religious. They didn't have anything religious like a mural. Like there are so many murals around, and there is no mural about any saint or any anything that is religious or that portrays the Latinos that have been there forever in 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 Bishop Arts or yeah. Oak Cliff area. And so part of the conversation was like, what about we order a mural of Our Lady Guadalupe to be there in the heart of Bishop Arts? Yeah. Uh, let me just stop you there because it's, it's called the Bishop's Arts District. Yes. And, and I'm sure the, the bishop's name me, refers to the Catholic Church, right? Is it, is it a Catholic bishop that, uh, that uh, like, what, do you know the origin of it? Because I'm, I'm kind of surprised that there isn't any religious imagery there if it's named after something Catholic. Is, is that right? Uh, do you know uh, the, the history of uh, the, the Arts District itself or uh, how, it, how it could have come about to not have anything religious in it? Actually, I don't know anything about the correlation between uh, the Bishop Art District. Uh, I just know that I think it is called the Bishop Art District because the, the avenue yeah. is Bishop Avenue. Oh, okay. Uh, and the avenue starts at a Methodist Hospital. Which is one of the first, you know, landmarks of, yeah. of Dallas. So I think uh, it got it got the name because of the street. So, um, but oh, okay. I am not sure if if we can go back to one of the bishops, you yeah. know, back in the day. It could be. It, it's uh, my daughters used to go to Mount Saint Michael Catholic mm. Church there, and I've been over to Redemptorist Mater Seminary and that area there, right off of Davis, and I mm-hmm. guess over to Jefferson. It, it, there's a lot of Catholic. Yeah. Uh, there, you know, you've you've got the seminary, and mm-hmm. you've got Mount Saint Michael in my shoes, the, uh-huh. uh, the maternity home. You've got Santa Clara Parish, Saint Cecilia Parish, and so there is a little Catholic enclave there. Yes, which uh, I we would, have the Carmelites too, the Carmelite Sisters. Yeah, the Carmelites there off of Jefferson as mm-hmm. well, right? So I, I, it's it's. It's an interesting. I'd, I'd love to know the history of it. I don't know if you know or, or not how that became such a little Catholic enclave, and th- there must be a story there. I, I'm not familiar with it. The only story that I have heard, but it's also uh, you know that I hear from other people. I haven't you know heard it from a book or from you know the history of Dallas, but it's more from you know the longtime Catholics. They said that you know back in the day, perhaps 100 years ago or more. There was like a Catholic landlord in the area that he was the one who donated, you know, a lot of property. Uh, the, the actually the property that Santa Clara is built, and then the religious sisters. I forgot the name of the order, but those religious sisters they they own all the property or in my shoes and Redentorist Mater. So there was this uh, big Catholic donor that gave all of that land, and then many oh, okay. Catholic uh, you know entities settled there. Yeah, that's the story that I had heard, but that happened like you know like a y- one hundred years ago. Yeah, interesting. Well, well, thank you for that information. If you're just joining us, this is the interview of the week. My guest is Father Ignacio Overa. He serves as parochial vicar at St. Cecilia Church in Dallas, um, off of Davis. And we're talking about the St. Cecilia Guadalupe religious procession that's going to take place Sunday, December 11th, beginning at 3.30 p.m. at the Bishop's Arts District. Now, when I hear that, I always think of the one that, like the Catholic Foundation Plaza and over by um, the Cathedral Shrine of Our Lady Guadalupe in downtown Dallas. But this is a whole different uh, Bishop's Arts District, which I'm just learning about for the first time. They're going to start at the Bishop's Arts District um, over, um, which is on 8th Street in Dallas, right? 
and then end up at St. Cecilia Catholic Church, which is about a mile. So can you tell us some of the, the details of um, exactly what will happen during this procession that, that day? Yes, um, I will be happy. So, so the procession, we will gather at the mural where we have Our Lady Guadalupe mural. And actually, you can find the story and the context behind the mural in, um, in one of the news, in Telemundo News. You, you find it as the El Milagro de la Calle Ocho, the miracle of 8th Street. Once you find out that, um, video, you can learn, you know, how, you know, how it looks like, where it's located. And well, anyway, we will gather right there at the mural of Our Lady Guadalupe at Bishop Arts District. Mm -hmm. And we are hoping to have as many people as we can because this is going to be a large procession. And I have invited the bishop. I have invited some politicians. And what I would like at this event to happen at the beginning is maybe a message from the bishop about Our Lady Guadalupe and Latinos in Dallas. And then um, after that message from the bishop, then we can go, you know, walking. We will have uh, matlachines, which are the Aztec dancers. Um, we will have some music like mariachis. We will have, you know, some uh, church choirs that are going to be singing throughout the way. And so we will have different things. It's going to look more like a religious parade, mm -hmm. even though it's, a, I mean, it's a religious procession, but it's going to look like a religious parade where we're going to have everybody there walking from Bishop Arts all the way on Davis Street uh, towards San Cecilia Catholic Church, which is a straight path, just, uh, just a straight, just all the way. Yeah. Uh, you know, I have a, a devotion to Our Lady Guadalupe, and uh, I have never been to the shrine in Mexico City, but I'm just trying to imagine what she means in particular to people from Mexico, like yourself, and how that's different. You know, mm -hmm. we can all have a devotion to her. She's the patroness of the Americas, and so we're all included in that. But there's something, uh, can you kind of explain to the typical Mexican person, which, of course, no, no, no two people think exactly alike, what does she mean uh, to the country of Mexico, and also Mexicans here in America? Yeah. Well, first of all, she means, um, religiously speaking, our mother. She's, she's our mother. She's the mother of Mexicans. She's our spiritual mother of all, uh, all of us who believe in her and that we believe that she's the mother of God. But I think for us Mexicans, there is a very peculiar, you know, uh, message that, or, yeah, message that, that we, that we get. And the message is this one, uh, that she looks like us. She looks like, she doesn't look like, you know, back in the day, there were the Aztecs, there were the, you know, indigenous, there were the Spaniards, there were, you know, so many races, right? But she's a mestizo. She's uh, the mix of all the races. She's the combination of everybody coming together. And I think that's what is a church. That's what mm -hmm. is universal. That is all coming together. So she means that for us. She means that she is one of us. Yeah. She has the, the characteristics. She has the color. She has all the aspects of a mestizo person, which now in Mexico, I mean, everybody is mestizo. I mean, all of us look mestizo. And, um, and so having her as our mother and having her as our one of us, I think that's a very strong message. And yeah. especially, I think even even goes beyond that because when we think about the history, when we think about you know how the Alerio Guadalupe 
appear in Mexico, well, that feels like we are special because, I mean, God would have chosen any other nation, any other country, but he chose to give us her mother, Lady Guadalupe, in Mexico. Yeah. So I think that, that, that makes us to feel special about it, that, you know, that God has uh, been good to us, that he has given us the gift of her mother to be with us, to, to, to protect us, to, to bless us, us in, our, in our lives. So also for the Hispanics in, in the United States, I think that we, we also have those um, feelings, so we have also those messages that even in this country, which is New Mexico, uh, we still have that hope, we still have that support from our mother, Our Lady Guadalupe, that she she's still with us wherever mm-hmm. we go. She's the mother of the immigrants, yeah. the mother of all of us who uh, are living in another country. Yeah, and you know, other than the the events surrounding Jesus Christ, which you know fundamentally changed the entire world, and our whole calendar is based on his birth, I can't think of any event that so fundamentally changed a country and a region mm-hmm. of the world as her coming to Juan Diego uh, a little less than 500 years ago and just entirely changed everything with mm-hmm. modern-day Mexico. I mean, yeah. that, 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 that's just phenomenal to think of that. It is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we um, are g- giving honor to Our Lady Guadalupe, and we're inviting everybody to join the St. Cecilia Guadalupe Religious uh, Procession Sunday, December 11th, beginning at the Bishop's Arts District at 408 West 8th Street in Dallas, and about a mile away, ending at St. Cecilia Catholic Church at 1809 West Davis in Dallas. And so um, if people are listening and they're interested in going, do they just show up? Do they need to let you know they're coming? Do they need to bring anything? Uh, what, what should they do? Um, so you can do a couple of things here. I mean, we, don't, we won't do RSVP because I think... Uh, our computer system will break. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> now, we are hoping that as many people be able to join us. Uh, but there are a couple of things that people can do. People can come to the parish, San Cecilia parking lot, and then we're going to have two to three buses uh, taking us and dropping us at Bishop Art District. Mm-hmm. So we don't have to park all at Bishop Art because, you know, it's limited parking at Bishop Art District. So that's one of the options. Another option is that People can, family members or people of your family or neighbors or people that you know, they can drop you off also at Bishop Arts and then you can, you can have your car park at San Cecilia and then whenever the procession ends, then you can, you can go on your car. Mm-hmm. Uh, so those are kind, kind of the options that you have. Also, you can also park at Bishop Arts, but then just know that you have to go back for your car. Yeah. So, <laughs> and, and there's going to be a potluck uh, and also some music yes. afterwards. Exactly. Do, should people bring food? Um, I am asking, especially the parishioners at San Cecilia, to bring food because we are, we are the hosting yeah. a parish. So, but people that are coming, I don't know, from Irving or from Capel or from San Francisco in Frisco, I, I don't think I can expect them to bring that much because it's a long, it's a long drive, it's a long way. So you just can, if you are able to come just to, to the procession, that would be fine. Uh, and then we can provide San Cecilia Parishioners, we can provide the, the drinks and, and the food for you. Yeah. Okay. And obviously you're promoting it at St. Cecilia. Are you getting the word out? Uh, social media or Santa Clara folks probably would be interested as well. How else are you uh, promoting this? 
Well, first of all, here through the radio, so yeah, I am yeah. happy we're doing the, we're doing it through these means, and then we're doing it also by social media. We have it on Facebook. We're promoting it as a Facebook event. We are sharing the flyers on, on social media on the website. Uh, we're also uh, having posters being made. So we can bring one to Santa Clara, one to Blessed Sacrament, one to the cathedral, one to San Juan Diego, to pretty much the, the parishes that surround San Cecilia, the, the neighbor, neighbor, neighboring parishes. So, so those, those are some of, of the, um, the ways that we are uh, promoting it. Mm-hmm. And also sounds like a great opportunity to, to see and uh, this mural that is now at the Arts District mm-hmm. and the, the story behind that. I know there's um, a video that you sent to me. Yes. Uh, is that something that people can access on YouTube or, or how can they find that video? Uh, usually you can find it on uh, Google. Just go to Google and say Telemundo, uh, El Milagro de la Calle Ocho, The Miracle of 8th Street. And as long as you put Telemundo word and then the name of the video, which is El Milagro de la Calle Ocho, then it will pop up on uh, Google. Uh, you can find it also on uh, Facebook, uh, I think on the Telemundo page, but I think it will be harder to find it because it happened a few months ago. Mm-hmm. So I think this is where it's... Um, but also, I can say that if you go to our Facebook page, at San Cecilia Facebook page, then you can find it very easily uh, because it's, um, it's tagged in one of the, it's pinned in mm-hmm. one of the main uh, sections. You know, one of the things, uh, I've only been in St. Cecilia Church a couple of times, but uh, the, the thing that I always remember is that statue of St. Cecilia because it's so unique because mm-hmm. she's lying down. Mm-hmm. I've never seen a statue before where the, the person is, I, I think it's, it's she's she's it, after her death. Is that what it is? Or oh, tell us about the, the, the church itself because it, there's a lot of beauty inside the, the, the church and the sanctuary. Yes. So San Cecilia Church, uh, uh, first of all, uh, I don't know, most people maybe know, but I don't know if everybody knows that uh, it got burnt, the, the main church, uh, about like 15 years ago. Yeah. So we are in a new sanctuary, in a new church uh, for over 10 years, I believe. And yes, a brand new church. And um, yeah, we have our San Cecilia statue there. We have and also a big image of Our Lady Guadalupe, which we are going to, you know, celebrate coming up uh, this month of December. And um, and then we had the stained glass windows that parishioners uh, had been, you know, ordered for their family with an image uh, that fits the, you know, the, the the original stained glass windows that were, you know, unfortunately burned down or mm-hmm. broken down during the... I, mean, I remember the early days of Catholic Radio when that happened. And mm-hmm. I, I forget the name of the pastor at the time, but he I did an interview with him on, on the phone, and he was asking for everybody to chip in. And mm-hmm. I know some of the parishes in Dallas, north, you know, northern, northern Dallas, were helping out. And it was a very beautiful thing to see everybody coming to the mm-hmm. aid of St. Cecilia after that tragedy of, the, of the, the church burning down. All right, well, we are down to a few minutes. Uh, Father Ignacio Vera is my guest, Procio Vicar at St. Cecilia. Cecilia Church. Uh, the procession 
uh, Guadalupe religious uh, procession of St. Cecilia is going to be Sunday, December 11th, beginning at 3.30 p.m. at the Bishop's Arts District. You gather, as Father said, either at 408 West 8th Street in Dallas, which is the starting point. It's going to end at St. Cecilia. So you can park your car there and then get to uh, the starting point uh, if you'd like. There's going to be a one-mile procession ending with music and a potluck uh, for all the attendees. In the time remaining, can you give us a quick update on the uh, faith fitness ministry i know it's totally separate yes. but uh anything coming up or any, any news that you'd like to share about that or maybe what it is in the first place yes i had great news uh so i have been doing the faith fitness ministry for young adults here in dallas area and we celebrated our third anniversary a couple of months ago and we have 200 young adults from all the metroplex and we had catholics young adults we had protestant young adults we have all types of young adults so it was a beautiful beautiful event but one of the great news that I have right now that I just learned last week is that Bishop Burns appointed me as the spiritual director of all the pilgrims that are going to the World Youth Day next summer in Lisbon, Portugal. Oh, wow. Okay. So that's the summer of 23? 23, yes. Oh, and less than a year away, huh? So, yes. Uh, and, and what exactly does that mean? You're the sp- spiritual, um, spiritual director, director of all the pilgrims all the from pilgr- the local area? From and, Dallas. Yes, so that means you'll be going, right? I will <laughs> be going, yes. I will be going to, to the World Youth Day with all of these young adults that are signing up right now. And this entails that I will host three to four events before we leave so we can gather and we can do some, uh, uh, you know, teaching or yeah. learning about the things that are going to happen at the World Youth Day. So the pilgrims are uh, a bit familiar with it. And uh, we're going to teach them some things about prayer, some things about liturgy, so we can all be very well prepared when we meet with the Pope in Lisbon next year. So oh, wow. I am very excited, and and I think this is a great, great opportunity. Yeah, well, congratulations come, yeah. on that. Uh, yeah, they, well, they say when you want something done, ask a busy person. So that's, that's what uh, Bishop Burns <laughs> apparently has done. Uh, Father Ignacio, thank you for the visit. Thank you for all that you're doing and for your priestly ministry. We covered a lot of ground in these 25 mm-hmm. minutes for sure. But uh, if people want to uh, get a hold of you, I guess they can go through the St. Cecilia website mm-hmm. or Facebook page yes. and find out more about this December 11th uh, Guadalupe Religious Procession. December 11th, beginning at 3.30 p.m. at the Bishop's Arts District, uh, and then processing to St. Cecilia uh, Church on Davis Street in Dallas. Um, thank you very much for being here. It's, it's great to see you. Thank you, Dave. I appreciate it, and I hope to see a lot of people there. Yes, amen. And this has been the interview of the week. Thanks to, to Manny for running the board. Thank you for listening, and I hope you have a, a wonderful rest of your weekend. Oh, man. What's wrong? I didn't get my pen fast enough to write down the website for that event I heard on 910AM. Oh, is that all? That's no big deal. Really? Yeah, you can always contact me to get the information for a sponsor or event that you heard on the radio by calling 214-951-0132 or by emailing sissel at grnonline.com. That's what we're here for. Well, that's good to know. But Manny, you could get that information yourself. You do work here too, after all. Oh, yeah. 
The University of Dallas invites you to embark on The Quest, a five-part documentary series as seen on EWTN about discovering your purpose and living it with courage. Viewers are raving about the series, calling it a profound Catholic witness, thought-provoking, challenging, and faith-filled, and a project that can help save the world. Download the accompanying discussion guides and start watching The Quest now for free at quest.udallas.edu. That's quest.udallas.edu. Hi, everybody. Welcome to this edition of the KTH 910 AM interview of the week here on the Guadalupe Radio Network across North Texas. Uh, I'm Dave Palmer. Diane Xavier is running the board. And I am excited about this interview because this is a topic that uh, I've really never specifically talked about on this program, but it's something that's near and dear to my heart and my family because uh, we love this time of year watching Christmas movies. And uh, I have uh, been uh, blessed to be able to speak to Michael Scott. Uh, he is the chief executive officer of PureFlix.com and Pinnacle Peak Pictures. Uh, he's produced more than 40 movies and has helped the company become one of the largest faith and family streaming services. Uh, Pinnacle Peak Pictures was founded in 2005 and has produced such box office hits as God's Not Dead and The Case for Christ. And in 2015, uh, Scott launched PureFlix.com, providing streaming faith and family entertainment. And they became a part of Sony in 2020, and he remains the CEO. Uh, he has degrees in theology and applied science. He lives in Scottsdale, Arizona, and Bangkok, Thailand, with his wife and son. So, Michael Scott, thanks for coming on and talking to us about Christmas movies. How are you? Well, thank you so much for having me on. Let me start off by saying Merry Christmas. Uh, <laughs> and to you too. How, how do you live in Arizona and uh, Thailand at the same time? That's That's got to be kind of an interesting little commute. I try. I trade one heat for the other. So when it gets hot in Scottsdale, I go to the heat in Bangkok. Um, my <laughs> wife is originally from Thailand, and so we've always had a place over there. And so I go back and forth a little bit between them. And and I I love the have a lot of friends over there and different things like that. So it's it's wonderful. And so I get it. I'm I'm it's a blessing to be able to travel back and forth like that and with my son and and wife. And so it's it's good. Yeah. Um, like I mentioned in the introduction, my, my family, in fact, my, my family and I have already talked about the movies that we want to watch, you know, leading up and we would normally time it every weekend and we, we kind of rank them and we you know, watch the best ones last. And it, it's, it's, uh, uh, it's a lot of fun at the Palmer household deciding which movies to, to watch for Christmas. Yeah. And I understand with, uh, Pure Flix, you've got, uh, 190. Is it all Christmas movies or just 190 total? Or what exactly is the package? No, we got 190 Christmas movies for this Christmas season. Wow. So there's a ton of them on there. Now we have thousands of titles between television shows and movies on there, but almost 200 uh, titles for Christmas. And so I think there's a little something for everybody in there. And how are these, uh, did you get these? Obviously, they're probably produced by a lot of different people and from different time periods. Or uh, what exactly is the, the variety and uh, eclecticism of the, of the various titles in this group? You know, we curate a ton of titles from all over. We make some originals. We, we license some exclusively, and then we have a whole catalog of titles as well. And so uh, they come from studios, producers, anybody that we curate each title and look at it and say, does this fit something we want? We want to make sure it's, it's, it's something for the whole family, 
that everybody can enjoy. They don't have to have that moment where they're like, oh my gosh, I got to fast forward. I got to do something. It's going to be safe. It's going to be uplifting for your spirit. And it's going to ultimately, my hope is it's going to draw you closer to God. And so I think at Christmas time, you know, Jesus is the reason for the season. So I think there's a lot um, of great things on here and a great place to spend some time with your family over the, over the holidays. Yeah, it's interesting that you say that because uh, th- that's been one of the the great stressors for me is when I sit down with a family and we just want to watch a good movie on a Friday night or a Sunday night. And I've got to check from all these different sources. Is there any cussing? Is there any this or that? And I'm guessing with a name like Pure Flix, we don't really have to worry about that, right? I mean, it's the the vetting has already been done on your end. So we can just say, okay, if it's one of these 190, we're safe. Is, is, Is that the case? That is exactly the case. And that this really goes back to something that happened with my son. I remember years ago, um, before even, uh, I think we had launched the service. And we're sitting there watching the show and it was one of those moments where you're like, oh, and you're like, cover your eyes and, and you're trying to get through the scene and everything like that. And I remember my son at the end of that saying, dad, can you pause this real quick? And he looked at me and he said, why is it okay for you to watch it and not me? Mm. And that was a really convicting moment for me saying, you know, we would love to protect our children. And, and I think we should at all costs. But also, what are we bringing into our own lives, into our own own thought processes? And I said, and I, that's really one of the catalysts for PureFlix.com to say, you know, I want a place, whether you're a grandparent, whether you're a kid, whether you're an adult, that you can come here and know what you're going to see is ultimately going to draw you closer to God. And you're going to be entertained and inspired as you look at the content here. And so we curate to that so that it's a safe place for everybody. And it's a, it's a fun and a great time. Yeah. How do you uh, define a, a Christmas movie? Because I know this is kind of a perennial de- debate. Uh, you know, my family and I love It's a Wonderful Life. And it's considered, right. it's considered a Christmas movie, although it's not overtly Christmas or Christian. You, no, you're right. <laughs> you, know, yeah. I, I, you know, and I, I like Elf. You know, Elf is a, is a great movie, but yeah. I, it's not I over, overtly that. Christian. It's, it's kind of a Christmas time movie. Yeah. Uh, you know, some people have that debate about Die Hard. I, I never put that in the Christmas movie category, but. <laughs> Uh, how overtly right. Chris, Christian do your movies need to be to, to well, qualify? Well, you know, and, and we have a mix, so everybody should know our service, and this is not just for Christmas, but outside of Christmas and all of our content. We're about 50-50 between family and faith, so we have a ton of faith content that people love to do, but also just straight family. It's great, great content, fun for the family and everything like that, so you get a mix. And what defines a Christmas movie? Gosh, we could probably debate this for the next hour, but you know, there, you know, it's the music. Does it have a Christmas tree? What are the colors? Uh, you know, uh, you know, what is the faith message of it? All, all these different pieces. I don't know that there's just like one element that says this is Christmas. Do you know what I'm saying? But yeah. it, it, it's like in the DNA. It's like you watch something and you're like, that's a Christmas movie. <laughs> you, you, maybe on the, I mean, there are ones that are overt, like you said, Elf and all these other ones that are all about it. But there's other ones that just, it just feels like it. It's got to 
it's got it in the air, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, they say with music, if it has jingle bells behind it, it's a Christmas That's right. Jingle bells, you hear the Christmas song, see the Christmas tree, right. the light. Those are, all, those are all telltale signs that it is. But you're right. There are some that people say, oh, that's a Christmas movie. Others would say, no, 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 I don't think that's a Christmas movie. <laughs> yeah. I I actually did interview a film critic uh, friend of mine one, one year, and we were talking about Christmas movies in particular, and he was analyzing them from you know his standpoint of being a real film critic uh and i I'm, I'm curious do you do you have any personal um favorite christmas movies that you and your son or wife love to you know snuggle around the fire and watch in december or any, anything come to mind as far as your favorites oh gosh when i was a kid we always used to watch the christmas story yeah if you remember that movie um uh, wonderful life was a classic um, on our platform, though, I think there's a there's a couple that that are really good. Enjoyed um, Christmas with a capital C, mm. so it's an older one, but we did that years ago, and it's just a great movie. Um, I encourage people to watch that. Um, we also have Christmas Angel uh, as another one that's fun on there. Um, we have some new ones. Um, um, we have one called Unlikely Angel that's coming out. Um, we have the nativity. So there's a host. The other thing is too, got some great cartoons, some great veggie tales celebrating uh, Christmas for the really young kids. Uh, I think it's fun. So there's a little something for everybody. Yeah. And how does the subscription um, streaming service work? If somebody's listening right now and uh, they, they want to sign up, uh, is it all access or can you give us kind of some of the, the details of how people yeah. take advantage of this? Um, you know, similar to like any other streaming service out there, um, you know, your Netflix, your HBOs or anything like that, you can get PureFlix on any device. Just search PureFlix on the device you're on, whether it's a smart TV or on your iPhone, your Android phone, whatever it might be, and download the app and sign up. Um, if you don't have that, you can always uh, go right to the website, pureflix.com, sign up there, and you can watch, you pay one monthly fee or you can do an annual membership. And you get access to thousands of titles that you can watch anytime, as much as you want. Uh, they're all on demand, no advertising. And so um, it's a great experience for your family. It's also, if you got the kids too, and you, you want something safe where you don't have to worry about, oh gosh, what are they watching? What's that next scene? Great place to do that as well. And I always see this for people out there. Um, this is something too that we got a little something for everybody. For the guys, we got some great action adventure titles like Legacy Peak that just came starring Lucas back. Got some action titles like Beckman and other things. Um, and then we also have the uh, great Christmas titles uh, that we have on here. Some great dramas. We got some great new series, Save My Grace. So there is a little bit of everything. No matter what age you are, we have something for you. Very nice. You mentioned that some of these were self-produced, um, as uh, and also drawing yes. from other sources as well. Are you all actively, you know, producing movies on a regular basis, and in particular Christmas movies, or or how how many of those are you doing a, a year? Would you say, or or anything maybe upcoming that you might want to tell us about? Yeah, we're doing about fifteen to twenty movies and television shows, maybe about half and half, and so. We're constantly coming out. And then we also engage others as well to do some um, stuff for us. So there's a, a plethora of content coming. And that's just in the originals. But we also license exclusive titles 
So we're bringing in hundreds and hundreds of titles every year, new titles. So there's always something new. But, you know, we just did, um, we worked with, um, we have the Kendrick Brothers film coming, Life Mark, November 22nd. Great family title and adoption with Kirk Cameron in it. Um, that's a new one. We did the, le- I mentioned the Legacy Peak with Lucas Black. Um, nothing is impossible. A great kind of romance movie about purpose, finding your purpose with David A.R. White. Um, it's got a little basketball in there too for the guys. So it's a great mix for both of them. Um, that's on the platform. Um, there's just a host of content that we're working on. And in the future, got another God's Not Dead movie coming, the Revelation Road uh, in time series. Um, and so we're releasing new originals every single month to the platform, TV shows and movies. And so there's always something entertaining, I think, that you can find. Michael Scott is my guest. He's CEO of PureFlix.com and Pinnacle Peak Pictures. So we're talking about uh, the uh, streaming service uh, with PureFlix, 190 Christmas movies that you and your family can enjoy as we head into the uh, Advent and Christmas season uh, over these next uh, couple of months. Great time to spend time with your family and watching some of these. You can get, uh, you know, download the PureFlix and subscribe to it, he said, on a monthly or an annual basis. Uh, you know, we're, we're a Catholic network and I wonder yeah. how, you know, anytime you, anybody does any Christian type of movie. I remember when, uh, uh, Mel Gibson did Passion of the Christ and he consulted with the Baptists and the, the Jewish people and the Catholics. And, you know, you kind of want to make sure nobody's terribly offended. <laughs> and, and I know when you got 190 movies, it's probably not going to keep, make everybody happy. But, uh, do, do you all, do anything to try to make sure there's, you know, let's say sensitivity to the Mother Mary for the Catholics or uh, how, how do you kind of, um, you know, stride that line as far as uh, trying yeah. to, to, you know, to, to, to not be offensive yeah. to any particular group of people who might want to watch the movies? So we try to curate things um, that can reach all, all audience, whether you're Christian or Catholic or maybe you don't even, you're, you're neither, and uh, you don't have a faith. We're looking for content that really touches on themes, redemption, forgiveness, and these things are universal across, across these different things. And, and even if you're not a person of faith, um, I think you, it encourages you, it uplifts you. And so we're not trying to cater to any one particular thing over here, you know, and also even in the Christian community, you have, you know, Baptists and Charismatics and, you know, everything. So we try to really find content that we think can go across all those different genres, uh, different, um, different viewpoints and everything like that uh, to really find stuff that isn't divisive, but ultimately, like I said, we want people um, to ultimately all the content we do to really point towards God, draw you closer to God, not further away. And the the subscription is to all the movies. The 190 Christmas ones are kind of included in right. with the other ones as well. It's kind of a uh, pay one price and get access to everything. Or is that is that the case? That's right. That's great. We have all the Christmas movies on there. But if you're not a Christmas person which I, I think a lot of our audience is, but there's tons of other stuff. There's thousands of other titles on there. So you get access to both. You get all the Christmas titles plus all the other movies. And every every few weeks or sometimes every week, there is new originals and exclusives coming. Plus we're putting on um, other titles as well. So there's you know tons of titles coming every month 
so that people can interact and enjoy. You mentioned the Kendrick Brothers and uh, earlier in the conversation, the VeggieTales um, movies. Yeah. Are there any other groups or production companies uh, that you're working with that we might be familiar with that you've collaborated with for Pure, with PureFlex? Oh, gosh. We, 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 we probably license from everybody in this space. And so we license their content. We're actively engaged with many of them, if not all of them, in looking at making new and original content. Um, and, and so, um, you know, I think this, this, mar- this marketplace for faith content is growing. There's still only a few producers that are doing it. So we're actively involved with that. And then the other thing we're also trying to do, we're also, you know, we want to see new um, innovative filmmakers that really want to make stuff for, for the faith-based faith come out. And so we'll, we'll, from time to time, also look for those new talent that we can bring out to, you know, sponsor their movies and whatever and bring them out to, to the audience. So um, I think it's important that we cultivate that as well um, as we go down the road. And so we're, we're active with all of them. Even we have some of the, we have like Woodlawn from the Irwin brothers, um, the Kendricks brothers, um, Kierflix, obviously, we've done a ton of titles. Um, we got some movies coming up from the Burns, who did um, uh, Beyond the Mask, and a few others. Um, there's there's just a host that we have coming. Yeah, it's a it's a good time to. to I mean, Christian based movies are really have. There's been some really awesome ones the last uh, ten fifteen years. Yep. Would you agree? I mean, obviously you're right in the middle of it all, sure. uh, but it's a, it's a good time, you know, for aspiring filmmakers to consider this genre because there's a, there's a, there's clearly an audience for it, isn't there? Oh, there's no doubt. I think it's a huge audience. You know, if you really look at it. There's, you know, more than half of the United States identifies as Christian or Catholic and um, um, they're hungry for the content. I think what we're seeing now, too, is what's been great over the last 15 or 20 years. You've just seen that content get better and better and better every year. And I think that's a really important thing. And I think it's important for the audience that's listening to this. You want to see more content. Um, faith-based content. You want to see better quality content um, in this in this space. Um, it's important that we support these filmmakers, whether it's in the theater, whether it's on our service, everything like that. Because the more we support it, the more these filmmakers will have success and be able to make better shows, more shows, and all these things. And that's why I think over the last 10 or 15 years, our audience has got behind it and supported it and you've seen it grow from very small to much larger and i still think there's incredible potential out there to grow it even bigger around the world here domestically and even have higher quality shows that can really touch lives all over the world yeah and i know even on the with with the the, the catholic filmmakers some of these i don't know if you're familiar with eduardo vadastegui and some of these people uh, yeah. From the Catholic, uh, I'm not sure what Mel Gibson considers himself. I know he grew up Catholic, and uh, yeah. I, I think he he may consider himself a Catholic. But these Catholic Christian movies, does, yeah. uh, a lot of them independent ones, are really uh, taking off as well. Uh, well, uh, Michael, thank you very much uh, for your time, Michael Scott, uh, CEO of PureFlix.com and Pinnacle Peak Pictures. Uh, just reminding everybody, if you want to see some good, clean pure christmas movies uh, this coming advent and christmas seasons 
uh, go to pureflix.com or you can download and subscribe on any of your devices, as he mentioned earlier, and uh, spend some good quality time with your family over some good Christmas movies. So, uh, Michael, thank you for your time. Uh, very nice speaking with you. Thank you so much. And I want to say Merry Christmas to the audience out there and Merry Christmas to you. Uh, I love this time of year. It's incredible. And I think it's all about family and fun. And, and um, I just enjoy your Christmas season. All right. Thank you very much. Thanks also to Dining Xavier for running the board for the program. Thanks, everybody, for listening. This is the KTH 910 AM interview of the week here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Have a wonderful rest of your weekend. God bless you. Thanks for joining us for this week's KATH 910 AM Interview of the Week. We hope you've enjoyed this presentation of Catholic news and information pertinent to North Texas Catholics. Please join us again next week at this same time for another KATH 910 AM Interview of the Week. Esther Fernandez is a realtor with JP and Associates and a sponsor here on KATH 910 AM. She's a parishioner at Holy Spirit Parish in Duncanville and a supporter and volunteer with the Guadalupe Radio Network. Our real estate market remains strong and interest rates could change. There are first-time buyer programs available for teachers, nurses, police, and firefighters. You can reach Esther by calling 214-845-1753 or by email at estherzfernandez at gmail.com. That's E-S-T-H-E-R-Z Fernandez at gmail.com. Catholic Charities Dallas invites all KATH 910 AM listeners to their 25th annual Bishop's Gala, Love Works, featuring a live performance by American band Earth, Wind, and Fire. The event takes place on Saturday, January 21st at the Omni Dallas Hotel with cocktails at 6 p.m. followed by a dinner at 7 p.m. Enjoy a memorable night of fellowship and fun, a gourmet dinner and cocktail hour, live entertainment, silent, and live auction. For more information and to purchase tickets, visit ccdallas.org. Are you tired of working from home? If so, you're invited to check out Work Suites, a new sponsor of KATH 910 AM owned by Flip Howard from St. Thomas Aquinas Parish in Dallas. Work Suites is designed for professionals who desire their own workspace to get their work done. Work Suites provides amenities such as a receptionist, mail and package handling, meeting rooms, and high-speed internet. To learn more about Work Suites, you can visit worksuites.com or call 888-312-WORK. That's work, S-U-I-T-E-S dot com. Who doesn't love Christmas music? The Dallas Opera is pleased to announce they will be hosting a free community holiday concert at the beautiful Cathedral of Our Lady of Guadalupe in downtown Dallas. The performance will feature members of the Dallas Opera Orchestra and is happening on Sunday, December 18th at 7 p.m. For more information, please contact Shelby Homiston by calling 920-254-9532 or visit cathedralguadalupe.org.
Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth, and North Texas. Catholic radio for your soul on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Heard also at grnonline.com and on your smartphone. 